Hey, I'm Claire Byler, and this is episode four of the Bonfire Babes podcast. Felicity is currently traveling right now, so this is going to be a different kind of format than we've done in the past. Today, I'm interviewing my husband, Darren. And since this podcast is airing close to Father's Day, I think it's pretty fitting to include the perspective of a male on our show. Cheers to all you dads out there, and to all you single moms who are also dads. (laughs) This episode ends up going in many directions, but we cover some interesting topics, like his perspective on the law of attraction, how he's applied it to his life to manifest the things he wants, and we even go a little bit and kind of a lot, (laughs) into religion. I ended up learning a lot about the guy, and I share my bed with him. So, I hope you guys enjoy this show as much as I did. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Bonfire Babes podcast, dedicated to women in all seasons of life who want to live with more intention, joy, and inspiration. Join us around the modern bonfire, where we'll exchange stories, experiences, and connect with one another on a deeper level, expanding who we are and creating a community of strong, empowered women. Welcome to the show, guys. I am so happy to introduce to you our first guest on the Bonfire Babes podcast. Um, We're calling him my bonfire beau. Didn't. Um... (laughs) Today, uh, my husband Darren is joining us on the podcast, and I'm super excited to have him on the show because we are approaching Father's Day, and I think it's really cool to have uh, a male perspective on the show. Obviously, not all the time, but it's interesting to have that as as an aspect to Bonfire Babes, and so I'm excited to have him on, and yeah, so welcome, babe. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Excited for for everything that uh, you and Felicity are doing, so this is cool. Um, why don't you start by telling us kind of about who you are and a little bit about your journey in life? Okay. Well, I am a dad, father of two awesome boys, um, husband, married for six years now, and uh, we uh, had an awesome friendship before that. We were friends for over ten years. Um, before we even started dating, so um, really excited to to be here. Cool. So I feel like you've really been on this journey with me in terms of my self discovery and finding out kind of things that I like and things I'm into, and learning about kind of the law of attraction, abundance, mindset, kind of stuff. All this holistic and woo woo business. My question is, how much have your views kind of changed since I've been diving into this material? Um, you know, even I, I just did a tarot reading class. <laughs> so um, how's that been for you? It's been an interesting journey, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I have never kind of considered any of those things you know obviously heard of them um growing up and stuff but I've never taken it seriously I guess and I think since I've learned more about it and how powerful it can be um it's been a really kind of awesome thing and there's a lot of woo-woo 
involved. You know, I haven't bought into probably 100% of it, but um, already since I've kind of learned more, especially about the law of attraction, um, I've kind of realized, you know, that unknowingly I've used it in my life to, to find all of the successes that I have. Um, and so learning more about it, I think, is, is really special and um, I'm really intrigued. I feel like I remember burning incense in like Seattle or Olympia. I went to school in Olympia for everybody's information and I, I um, lived in Seattle for a long time. And I feel like maybe the first time you came to visit me in Seattle, I had like burned Nag Champa or something like that. And I feel like that was your first hint at to how hippie I actually was. <laughs> and I remember um, lots of conversations with you about kind of political conversations in the beginning and then them kind of evolving into like, you being really traditional and me being really progressive and um, us trying to navigate that together. Um, I don't think I was like a real hippie. Uh, and I, and maybe that that word, I feel like that word is really shifted today. Yeah. And I, I think that like a typical, a quote unquote typical hippie is not the same, you know, that we would think of today. I think... Um, it's becoming more mainstream to be kind of more conscious. Mindfulness is more mainstream. Law of attraction is kind of not taboo mm -hmm. to talk about anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like that's not stuff that you have to hide anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, being, you know, quote unquote hippie or even the word, you know, alternative, alternative mm -hmm. ways of thinking, it's becoming the norm. It's It's not... An alternative, it just is, you know, and I think um, more people are, are buying into that and learning more and diving deeper into, you know, how um, useful and effective these things are. <laughs> As an aside right now, you guys, our son, our two-month-old son is here with us, so if you hear some, like, weird grunting or whining or anything like that, it's, that clicking sound is just from him, uh right now so <laughs> keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> do you feel Darren as if there's some kind of like gender gap in in all of this kind of um consciousness way of think conscious way of thinking and and um kind of that that aspect of life um I know you've had conversations with some of your friends about this but do you feel like it's less common for men to kind of chat about this kind of stuff like I know you have been present for many mm -hmm. conversations that Felicity and I have had over the years um and so you've been able to like kind of tap into that but do you feel like there's there's something that um men maybe that men don't get this kind of these kinds of conversations or get to talk about it or you know you know I think no um because even since I've kind of dove into it I uh I found a lot of men actually who use the law of attraction you know particularly um do you feel like they use it openly like they say that they label it um I don't know. I, I guess it's the way 
that we talk about it. It's the way that uh, we bring up those conversations because, you know, men's conversations and, and women's obviously are a lot different. It's a different dynamic there. Um, but I think typically I can see how you would think it would be more female dominated. You know, I, I thought it was interesting actually when you went to your class the other night for tarot reading and it was an all women class. You thought that that was interesting? Well, yeah, I, I thought maybe there would have been more, but I think it's also unique to the fact that it was a, um, hosted by the owner of a, a, a baby shop, you know, <laughs> so true. that probably had something to do with it. But, yeah. um, you know, lots of, of prominent figures talk openly about it. Um, you know, Jim Carrey for one, yeah, um, Denzel Washington right is, is another one. Um, there's, you know, actors who, who really have used that, um, to better themselves and advance themselves in their lives and their careers. And, and I'm sure there's, you know, multiple, multiple other, um, you know, people out there that have used it. And I mean, everybody has heard of the secret, right? And there's a lot of CEOs and a lot of, um, you know, businessmen that have used that for more kind of monetary or, um, or physical, um, ways of manifesting. But, um, I don't think it should be. And, and, and if it is, I, I hope that, you know, being on the show maybe opens some eyes to the guys out there to, to jump in and, and really have the conversation or at least be open to, to hearing about it. For sure. Do you feel like maybe, I know that a lot of your friends kind of come from this more uh, traditional background, mm-hmm. you know? I'm specifically talking about like, Christianity and, and not yeah. to knock any of that, like not to knock any of anybody's beliefs. You and I both grew up very Christian, um, in very Christian households. And so it's very, uh, I mean, I didn't grow up in a very Christian household, but it was very centered around Christianity. Mm-hmm. I grew up with very open parents, so I'm thankful for that. But I know that you have friends who are very traditional. Um, how do you feel like they would react to your kind of your more openness now that is it's tough I think that you can't you can't make it so black and white you know when when you think about it you can't say that you know if you're comparing Abraham Hicks to Jesus, I mean, you might run into some conflict there, but I think in general, just the, the way of thinking when it comes to the law of attraction, you know, can be the same, whether it's meditation or prayer, it has the same effect, you know, and, and you're, you're sending that energy into the universe and whatever entity or being, or, you know, whatever's out there that bounces that back um, you, you know, you're open to believe whatever that is, but, you know, I believe that it, it has that same effect. And, and when you send those emotions into the universe, you know, like attracts like, and that's going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's easier, um, for people to be more open talking about Christianity than it is about law of attraction? I do. I, I think that it's tough, you know, it's, it's a different concept and, especially when it comes to religion, um, a lot of the stuff that's in this realm of law of attraction and 
um, you know, tarot reading and all this other <laughs> stuff. I mean, there's a lot of woo-woo involved, and, and that can really blur the lines and, you know, possibly deter people from kind of learning more about it and, and being able to use that. But, you know, like I said, if you pray for something hard enough, it'll it'll happen. And who's to say that somebody who doesn't necessarily believe in prayer can't think and feel those emotions and send that out into the universe and it's still going to come back, you know? So it's just the avenue that you choose. I agree with that. Yeah. Why do you think that there's so much resistance to, like, ancient work like for instance like reiki like that mm-hmm. can freak somebody out um tarot can freak somebody out i remember growing up i have um a pretty christian family um and harry potter freaked them out mm-hmm. you know because it, it it involved witches yeah and wizards and magic and they weren't going to allow that in their house so do you feel like that resistance is kind of like waning and and do you also feel like um, there's still a lot of resistance to, to energy work, crystals? Like personally, I feel like there's a lot of the, the resistance is, is waning because kind of like the science is catching up mm-hmm. to these like ancient practices, right? Like we can measure, um, individual frequencies. We can, we can measure what your frequency feels like and my frequency is like, right? So those are vibes. So I can be like, I can feel your vibes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but also with things like Reiki and, um, you know, quantum physics has really caught up to, to what, um, Buddhist and Taoist kind of teachings have taught all along. Um, but do you think that the gap is closing or what do you, how do you, what are your feelings on that? Um, it's tough. You know, I, I do believe that, you know, we as humans just, we have a hard time changing our, our way of thinking, um, unless there's something tangible to support that. And so for, thousands and thousands of years i mean you think about religions they are the most powerful organizations in the world you know they influence millions and millions of people and so and they have for thousands of years so for somebody to come along and say hey you need to consider this um it's really hard to kind of break that that cycle even though these are ancient practices um they weren't necessarily the practice that really took off because, you know, you didn't have that influential um, backing behind it. And when you think about, you know, Buddha or Jesus or, you know, these prominent influential people when it comes to the various religions, I mean, these these guys moved millions. And so um, without that kind of backing, it didn't really catch on. But I think, you know, like I said, in this day and age, having that tangible evidence that, hey, this stuff is real, you know, it's real, it's measurable, it's proven, um, really helps kind of accelerate that forward. And, you know, that's not to say that everybody's just going to drop religion and be like, hey, this is my thing now, you know. Um, But I do think that it's important to consider 
um, that as a reality and not just some woo-woo thing that somebody was, you know, saying around a fire. <laughs> um, and so, yes, it it's, it's hard and it's not going to happen overnight. And, um, you know, who's to say that it, it should or it shouldn't. Um, but I personally, for me, um, I'm really intrigued and, and I'm really into learning more about it and, and kind of see where that takes me and, and what journey that, that leads me on. I just recently had a moment with, um, Harrison, who's our, our almost three year old, um, where he brought up, uh, this book that was like my first Bible stories. And I felt a moment where I was hesitant to read it to him. I mean, he's, he wanted me to read it to him. And so he was, I was hesitant and, um, I'm still not sure how I want to move forward. Um, I definitely want to be teaching him good morals. And I know that there are stories in the Bible that can teach, you know, good morals, but there are also stories that have really no place in my home. I feel like we haven't talked about this beforehand, by the way. Um, (laughs) and, and I'm curious what your thoughts on that are going to be kind of like, what, um, how do you feel like we should navigate that, um, traditional and new, um, kind of way of thinking in terms of teaching our children? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tough. That's not, uh, that's not like a cut and dry, easy answer. Um, I do believe in, you know, I believe that Jesus lived. I, I believe that he influenced millions of people. And I think his teachings and his, um, his life, um, were really important for, for history, for mankind, for, you know, where we've moved forward. Um, but I agree. And, and, and the Bible is a tough thing, right? Because, it was created by man. The stories in it, the the events weren't necessarily, you could argue, you know, that's um, from God, from Jesus. Um, but the stories that were chosen to be in it were chosen by man. And so it's, it's, it's hard for me, you know, especially since I've been on this journey um, to contemplate. And, you know, when you talk about um, things like Abraham Hicks and, um, when people can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Channel when they channel. Channeling, right. Um, you know, and this is a, a way <laughs> kind of weird theory, but you know, what if Jesus was a channeler? What if Buddha was, what if these guys were I receiving this information? That's what I believe. And they were sending it to the masses, you know, and, and they were teaching everyone these really true and good morals and, and, and way of living. Um, because at the, at the heart, at the root of every religion, it's good. It's love. Everybody thinks that they are the good guy, right? And it gets blurred by political actions and extremists and, you know, being in the military, I 
you know, fought overseas and had to deal with Muslim um, radicals and, and Islamic extremists. And unfortunately, um, you know, these groups have had a really bad, you know, label put on them by these extremist groups, but Christianity had the same thing. I mean, you look at the Crusades, you look at modern groups um, of people who um, are going out there like the Westboro Baptist Church. You know, those are Christian extremists, and and it's true in every religion and every corner of the world that it's going to have that aspect to it. Um, But I believe that that there's more to it. I, I believe that these things actually happened. These people actually existed. Um, but I think that, you know, it's in the realm of possibility that, you know, maybe they were channeling. I believe it. And I'm deeper into this than you are for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely a message that I, I believe. Here we are going like way off of where I wanted to go, but, <laughs> um, honestly, like, Moses channeled, right? I mean, it's written that way, that he heard a voice Mm -hmm. and he became a channel for the word of God, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So who's to knock somebody like Abraham Hicks or Esther Hicks, Esther Mm -hmm. and Esther Hicks, really, and then Abraham. Right. Who's to knock that? And who's to say that that's not true? Well, and the thing is, and and I've said this from the beginning, because it's been a slow journey for me in in terms of believing that this is even in the realm of possibility. But even if you set aside the whole thing of Esther channeling and and talking to this group of entities... um, put all that away and just listen to the words coming mm-hmm. out of her mouth. It is, it's sound, it's sound, good, you know, true and, and, you know, relevant information. So, uh, huh. for sure. Like Felicity and I have talked about this, like a lot of many times, um, when we were introduced to Abraham Hicks, um, it freaked us out. And especially, if you listen to the audio um, of Esther in the very beginning, if you listen to her book, The, the Law of Attraction, um, where it's very early on, you know, and Esther and Jerry are, are in it, and even her voice is is funky, right? Mm-hmm. And And what I've learned and what I've, like, realized is that it's funky because she's still trying to figure out how to move her mouth while channeling. So it's still, she still has blocks and still has resistance to it. And if you listen to her now, um, if you listen to her channeling it now, it's so much more fluid. Mm -hmm. It's so, I mean, it's normal sounding. It's not, if, I mean, there's such a stark difference between what she sounded like in the beginning and what she sounded like what she sounds like now. And Felicity and I have talked about how, how weird that is, but that, um, what we've chosen to kind of focus on is the message, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, there have been channelers that 
they're recorded channelers long before Abraham Hicks. There's this guy, Seth. Um, and then there's lots more today, you know, that I don't even know about, but other ones that I've listened to are like Bashar and they all kind of say the same message as Abraham. And I think even it echoes the same message of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously the only one that we're like most familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, but these ancient um, religions, Buddhist, Taoism, um, they all focus on love. Mm -hmm. And even, even the, um, even, um, Islam is focused on love, mm -hmm. you know, and Muhammad is just another prophet. Just, they even taken, they even say that Jesus was a prophet of the same God. You know, so, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's wild and it's, it's awesome. But de I would definitely say that Jesus channeled, I would definitely say that Moses channeled, you know, they heard God mm -hmm. inside of them. Um, and I would even go to say that, you know, people like Da Vinci channeled, Isaac Newton channeled, um, Albert Einstein channeled. Um, I would say that even Stephen Hawking's kind of channels, mm -hmm. you know, um, because they're receiving this information um, that is just coming to them, you know, and it's like beyond their time, you know, like even painters, I think channel you know they just have this like art that just like flows through them and that's kind of the 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 message that they say you know is that it flows through them so anyway let's bring this back <laughs> to yeah. where I wanted to go a little bit and and kind of how do you feel about all of this like what we're talking about now and 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 all of that how do you want to pass that on to your kids and what do you want to pass on? Like, what do you want to pick and choose? Because obviously part of it is that we want to allow them to have their own choice and their own voice and allow them to kind of choose their own path, right? And that's exactly it. I want to pass on an open mind. You know, whatever they choose to, to believe in, to follow, to pursue... Um, I want them to do it with an open mind. And, and I, I wasn't really influenced in one way or another growing up, you know, as, as you said, I grew up kind of more traditional Christian. Um, and that was a personal choice. My, my parents didn't go to church or anything like that. Um, but I started going to teen nights and stuff like that. And, and that was a personal choice that, that I made. And, you know, for our boys, I want them to pursue whatever intrigues them, you know, whatever their calling is and, and let them go on that journey and that exploration and, and kind of find out for themselves um, without having too much influence by us. And I mean, obviously, um, we believe in a lot of the same things and, and they will pick that up through observation of us. 
but I don't want to be like, this is what it is and this is what you need to believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather them just kind of see truth for truth and, and, and kind of go on their own journey. Yeah. How did you, I'm interested to hear how you kind of um, learned about the law of attraction and how it was kind of exposed to you. Um, I remember the secret kind of being the first, um, who introduced you to the secret? I don't remember. I remember, um, I didn't read the book at first. I, I saw the movie. Um, and then it was actually you when we, um, I can't remember if we were in Seattle at that time or if we were just talking, you know, through Skype and, and all that when we were in school apart. Um, but that's when it kind of reintroduced it. And, you know, I was always really intrigued and having a vision board and I I thought that was really cool. Um, and then it kind of fizzled out and then I guess about a year ago, a year and a half, um, it was kind of reintroduced and in a bigger way. Um, but I don't remember what that, what that was. How, how did that come back? Into our lives? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I just, it always, you know, it always has, has been a part of my life. Um, I just didn't have a label for it. You know, um, I started listening to podcasts more, um, and I, you know, listened to the Lively Show, um, was a big influence of, of mine for sure. Um, and she's been able, you know, Jess Lively has been able to point me down a lot of routes, a lot of different paths. And, um, I've just been more and more hungry for information. And so I've been, you know, diving deeper and deeper and deeper and, um, sharing that with you. Mm -hmm. But, um, earlier you said that you've used kind of the law of attraction to manifest a lot of things in your life. Um, what is, what have you manifested? I want I'm interested to know like what you've used, you know, knowing and knowing or not knowing Mm -hmm. that you've been using it. It's interesting. I think that everybody does it on a daily basis. You know, you hear things like if you set your mind to it, you will accomplish it. You know, I mean, that's manifestation right there. Right. I mean, if you set your mind to it and you believe and you feel those feelings that you have those things and you think about that goal every single day, it's going to come to you. You know, you're, you're calling that into existence because who wakes up every day and is like, Oh, I'm going to have a terrible day today. Um, I'm, I'm going to get a flat tire on my way to work. And people do that when all I get the time. To work, <laughs> <laughs> I think people do that all the time. You, you know, know but people are like, gosh, damn it. It's the Mondays. Mm, yeah. That's a big thing, right? I mean, like having that feeling of, oh, it's Mondays and Mondays suck mm-hmm. and Fridays rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the point of that? Like we live, I and mean, they manifest um, that and call into, into existence every, right? every single week. Our, um, personally, our life as, as Claire and Darren, mm-hmm. And in our life, continuing on and on and on into the future, weekends mean nothing to us. You know, our line of work is restaurants and basically like our best day off is a Monday. Mm-hmm. So Mondays are great for us yeah. and they still feel great. 
You know, we strive to have a Monday off. I don't know why, but it's like kind of the story that we've just told <laughs> ourselves. Um, and so we've, it feels good to be off on a Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah, but getting back to it, I mean, I kind of, wow, I just shot off in like 10 tangents in my head. <laughs> Let's talk about so, how, what you manifested we'll, like we'll talk in about, like, flight you know, school. I yeah, want to talk so about I, that. When I, when I graduated high school, I, um, kind of had a choice. I was, I was doing some modeling and acting at the time, you know, and I, I had been really into that. Um, even in high school, I was really into theater and, um, I always wanted to be a star, you know, I wanted it, I wanted it so bad. And I called it into existence. Every show that I was in, I was a lead or at least speaking role, um, in every single show. And, and that was just something that, that I knew I was going to have, you know, I had it already. So when I went into those auditions, I, I knew the part was going to be mine. I just did. Um, and that didn't mean that I was the best person for that part. You know, a, a couple times, actually, I was surprised that I had beat out some other people that were, you know, extremely talented. Um, but I really believed. And um, I was in uh, junior ROTC in, in high school as well. And, and I knew that I was going to be the top guy. I knew that I was going to be um, the captain of our Raider team. I knew that I was going to be the eventual commander. Like I, I knew that I was going to hit these things that I wanted and, um, I just set my mind to it and I, and I did it, you know, after high school, I got into, um, hunting. I, I did that professionally with my dad and, and his company in Alaska. And I knew that I was going to be successful I, I just did, and it was one of those things that I, I called into existence, and as soon as it didn't feel right, I dropped it, and I moved on to the next thing. You know, I, I never held on to the thing that didn't feel good to me, you know, if, if it in wasn't... In this part of your life. <laughs> in this part of your life, but in your relationships, it's a little different. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know. Everybody's got... Good and bad sides, but I just wanted to, <laughs> you weren't like the perfect example of like manifestation. I just want to like. Yeah, but I also, you know, in that um, was kind of along for the ride. It was easy. You're you know? an Aquarius, so you're like very flowing. Yeah, and it, like I said, it was, it was easy and it was comfortable. And even when it was really bad, it was easier to just kind of get through it and put it under the rug and tomorrow's a new day, you know? And, and I was like, well, things gonna be, it's gonna be better tomorrow. You know, I was <laughs> trying to manifest that, but, um, eventually it, it kind of came to a tipping point. You know, I wasn't, um, enjoying hunting anymore and, um, came back to Maui and had the opportunity to, um, you know, again, came to a, a crossroads of, pursuing my acting career and um, really needing to move to LA um, to be around um, more opportunity I guess you could say you know Maui is is very limited in, in that way and the agency that I was working with really was trying to push me to go in that direction um, at the same time um, I had just gotten back from Alaska and I got a call from one of my friends who had become a recruiter. And of course, that's the first thing to do, right? They call up all their buddies and be like, hey, 
you still want to join? Um, and it immediately felt really good. You know, I remember thinking like, man, I can move to LA and fight with thousands of peoples for this peoples. I can't believe I just said that peoples aren't knowing how hard it is in LA. Um, but fight with these people, um, for the same role. Or I knew that if I joined the military and I worked hard and I, I believed I would reach the goal of becoming a pilot, which is a childhood dream that, you know, I had always wanted to do and hindsight being 2020, this whole situation could have been, uh, flipped around and I could have been like, I know that if I move to LA, I'm going to get the part. I'm going to be a star. It's going to be great. If I join the military, I mean, I don't know. I could get shipped off to someplace I don't like, you know, I, I, I go to combat. I might not make it back, you know, and it's just a, a way of thinking that if I had manifested that part of my life, um, I believe that it would have come true and, you know, just wasn't the circumstance. And I eventually became a pilot and had a, a, a great career doing that. I had three deployments and, you know, thankfully every single deployment, we all made it back. Um, every single person. And right after my last one, my, my unit won, uh, an award for, for unit of the year, which is pretty big considering that we're a small, you know, national guard aviation unit from Hawaii. Um, and it goes across the entire United States military. Um, and when we were operating over there, the groups that we were supporting specifically requested our unit over some of the active duty stuff. Um, active duty units was um, really awesome. But I believe that we, you know, we made that happen because that was just how we thought. Anything else that you've manifested that you can think of? two kids (laughs) (laughs) definitely with this last kid like that was a big manifestation um for us Mm -hmm. um it was on our vision board um we're manifesting a house I didn't even just like connect that but like the Mm -hmm. house that we're building um that's a manifestation on that same board that's just crazy that I just made that our travels you know we've we've been really um fortunate to be able to to travel And, you know, I never considered that as as being a possibility um, prior to um, getting together with you. But, you know, once we were together and we decided that's what we're going to do, we we did it. Yeah. It's my, that was, that was me. Yeah. Okay. What is the message you wished you heard when you were a kid? that could have helped you work through any blocks that you have now? Like, what do you wish that you heard when you were a child? You know, honestly, I I don't wish that I heard anything different. And it's interesting because I have had some really influential people in my life and and the most influential people that I've had um, support me were in my childhood, um, high school teachers, family, friends, um, just people in my life from a young age that really, uh, kind of instilled in me, um, the values that I have today and the ethics and, 
um, the belief that I can do whatever I want if I believe um, have really made me the person that I am today and I I wouldn't want to change anything because who knows you know where I would be otherwise and it's hard to say that you know I wish I would have heard something because you don't know what you want to hear until you hear it in a lot of situations so I don't know for me personally I think that I heard exactly what I needed to hear um, to make me the person that I am today and, and, and as successful as I am today. And what is a message that you would want someone to know? Um, basically, if they were like new to all of this, what would you like them to know? Um, Go into it with an open mind because there's a lot of radical thinking um, that's involved and I say radical because it's not the norm you know it's it takes a lot of kind of consideration and and belief and and having that open mind to to accept it for what it is um, without rejecting it because of your current beliefs you know you, you got to give it a chance and I think once you do, you, you'll really see how powerful it is. Cool. Well, thank you for staying up late and doing this with me. Um, it's been fun. And I, I heard a couple of things that I didn't know about you. And I'm excited to have you on the show again for something else. Yeah, it was exciting. Thanks for having me. And that's it, guys. Thanks again to my husband, Darren, for joining me and doing that late night recording session. I appreciate it. If you'd like to connect with Darren, you can do so on Instagram. His handle is at Mr. Byler. And if you'd like to read show notes and connect with us a little bit more, read our blog, that kind of stuff, our website is bonfirebabespodcast.com. And you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at bonfirebabespodcast. We would just love, love, love it if you could write a review for us on um, iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on. We would appreciate it so, so much. And even more if you could share this with somebody that you think it might resonate with. Felicity is coming to Maui uh, next week. And I'm really excited to like record a live show with her in person and not over Skype. So it should be pretty fun. Um, that's kind of where we're headed. And yeah, thanks again for spending some time with us today. We appreciate your presence with us. We wish you all the best love and light to move forward through your day. And until next time, take care.